Hello, hello. You found us once again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. And I've had a hell of a week, technically speaking. I want to explain why there wasn't a podcast this week either. First, I lost the podcast from last week. Then, in trying to upgrade my operating system, I accidentally wiped my hard drive clean and had to have a computer doctor reboot it. And then, in trying to edit the podcast, I'd actually edited quite a bit of it. And then, the Audacity system once again destroyed that file. So, (laughs) we were down two podcast and one hard drive. The good news was it didn't cost a fortune to have the hard drive rebooted. That's a sad story. Holy smokes. It's so frustrating. I know anytime I have a technical thing, it just sends me up the wall. It was really scary. In any case, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Oh, it's frustrating. Uh, It's very frustrating. You know, uh, as I always say about technology, it makes life so much easier until it doesn't and then you're screwed. Yes, that's true. It's very, it can be very unforgiving. Well, so let's see. We talked about discussing Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. Just briefly touching on her. We have a plethora of things to discuss. You saw Toy Story. I did. It only took me 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's long. (laughs) It was really good. We can talk about it. Oh, great. I was very happy with Great. it. Great. I have been watching The Lady and the Dale, which oh, yeah. is an HBO documentary. Right. And I discussed it last week, but I'm going to discuss it this week because there is no podcast from last week and it right. deserves to be mentioned. Also, right. I'm going to talk about in and of itself if it kills me. Okay. So it's a very important experience to me. Yeah. So I do want to share about that. Let's see. Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right. Oh. Um, she just scares the ever-living piss out of me mm-hmm. and I was grateful that she was stripped of her committee assignments right and I don't know what to expect from now on because I believe that she is if not the face mm-hmm. she is the neck of the mm-hmm. Republican Party yeah Randy Rainbow said that she makes Michelle Bachman look like Maya Angelou <laughs> god she does Marjorie Taylor Greene is angry in a way that Michelle Bachman never came across. She came across as crazy. Mm-hmm. So precious. Um, yes. She came across as a good Christian woman who believed in the rapture yeah. and was very devoted to that eventuality. Right. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is a disturbed and angry person. Mm-hmm. I know she got 75% of the vote of her district. Did you hear that? I read that she won like in a a landslide of her West Georgia, East Georgia, some rural Georgia district. It's so interesting, isn't it, that we won, Joe Biden won in Georgia. We got two senators Mm -hmm. from Georgia who were Democrats. Mm -hmm. And yet here we have Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mm -hmm. who is a looney tune. Right. And I wonder, I'm sure that somebody's going to try to do some polling to find out where she stands now in her district. But if it's heavily Trump leaning, then probably she's gone up and exactly it'll be that same dynamic that Trump had where the more outrageous they are, the more support they get. Yes. And now she said after she was stripped of her committees, she said she's now been free to speak speak the truth about what's been going on. Right. And QAnon and all of the rest of it. And I don't know if she's worse than Trump, the same as Trump, better than Trump. I don't know. I can't tell. I think it's the same phenomenon that few her that fueled him 
I don't mean to be Pollyanna, but I think we need to definitely stand up against the things she's saying and, and all of that, but also give ourselves like a year and just see where things are. Because I think the Republican Party is still kind of just recovering itself from what it has become. And here and there, there's like a sane voice. There was Sass, is it Benjamin Sass, who came out very- Ben Sass, yeah. Yeah, he came out very forcefully, not only against Trump, but against Trumpism. And yeah. and it's only, what are we, three or four weeks after the inauguration. So I'm hoping anyway, that. that in a year or so, maybe maybe we'll have a better perspective and maybe some moderation will seep in a little bit on the Republican side. That may happen. I think what's inevitable is that the two will split. Mm-hmm. There will be a Trump party mm-hmm. and a party of the moderate Republicans. Mm-hmm. And the question is, will the Trump party be the Republicans and then the other Republicans will be forced into an independent party? I just worry that 72% of Republicans believe the election was a fraud. Right. And as you said last week, we all felt very ripped off by the Mm -hmm. election in 2016. Right. And we rejected Trump as our president. And yet Mm -hmm. the difference was that Hillary Clinton conceded the election. Right. She didn't say it's been a fraud, even though it was a fraud because there was Russian interference. Right. There was James Comey interference. Right. There was the press that really highlighted her emails instead of focusing on the lies that Trump was telling. Right. But she conceded. So there was a peaceful transition. Well, I'm. Yes, I agree with all of that. I still I still feel great relief and peace of mind that we have new leadership. When you think that there was that vote this week to pass uh, Biden's economic plan and it passed only because that 51st vote that Kamala Harris has was put through. And imagine where we'd be right now if Loeffler and uh, the other guy. It's too scary to think if Mitch McConnell was still in charge. Yeah. Nothing would happen. Now, at least we have a fighting chance. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when those checks arrive, because Republicans are going to get the checks just like Democrats are. It's not like they're not going to get those checks. And I think that those are powerfully persuasive. The contempt of the Republican Party for working class Americans astounds me. And yet there's all those people who invaded the Capitol building are working class Americans. But I mean, the fact that those 10 Republicans marched into the White House because they didn't want checks to go to people making under 75 thousand dollars that offended exactly. them and i think i heard that like 89 percent of americans make 75 grand or less but i mean it's most of the country that makes that amount and they're treating us like we're the new welfare queens you know yes it is astounding and it has to do with identity politics mm-hmm. i was just listening to somebody talking about brexit and that no one thought that brexit would go through because economically it made no sense for the voters of right. the uk and And yet what it turned out to be was it was an identity thing. They wanted autonomy. They wanted to have no immigration. That's right. They didn't want, want you know, nasty Polish people coming in. Or the Syrian. Right. And that's what drives, I think, the Republican Party now is this feeling of identity. Yes, Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. And it overrules everything else. Well, owning the libs is Mm -hmm. the point. Right. Owning the libs. That is what Trump does. And that's what satisfies whatever Mm -hmm. it's they have. Yeah. That they have to scratch. 
Yeah, and that's a perfect term too, owning because even though it's theirs, I hear owning the slaves when I hear owning the libs. It's huh. that sense of ownership that they long for, you know, that sense of ownership of others. Yes. It's so racistly, it's so race based in its in its motivations, I think. It is so much so. It, otherwise, why would there have been a Confederate flag in the Capitol? Right. There, there it is. Did you watch the Super Bowl by any chance? No, I forgot it was Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I hate football, but I watch it because I consider it a cultural event. They had an ad for diversity oh. sponsored by the NFL. It didn't say Black Lives Matter. I don't think that was part of it, but mm -hmm. it had people kneeling. Yay! And it was about the thing that the NFL has not wanted to touch. Right. And I was blown away by it. I hate to say it, but it was inspiring because it was about all of us needing each other. And it prominently featured Black Americans. And that was something that I would... If you had told me it was going to be on, I right. still wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Isn't that great? God, great. as far as I'm concerned, they should change the way they do the Star Spangled Banner. And I would love it if all the players kneel in honor, yes. of, the, in honor of the flag. Shall we go on to Toy Story? Yes. You've encouraged me very gently, very kindly, without any arm twisting, for many years to check out Toy Story when I could. And Because I think you're Woody. I am, and I loved him right away, even though I was envious that Tom Hanks got to play him and not me. But yes. um, well, that's Pixar's loss. But It is. Oh, I think what I love about those animated features that come out of Pixar, the ones I've seen so far, is that they don't mess around. They go right to the painful feelings that we had as kids and that we still have to yes. carry them. And they, they go right to them. And they what they do that I think is wonderful is there's a layer, I think, of shame about feeling certain emotions. We shouldn't huh. feel envious. We shouldn't feel insecure. Uh -huh. We uh -huh. shouldn't feel afraid we're going to be replaced. We shouldn't feel a fear of abandonment. But these animated features say, but we do. We feel these things. Yeah. Let's do a movie about them and see if there's a way that we can learn not to never feel that way anymore, but to hold those feelings in a way that's not quite so sharp and cutting and painful. Is there yeah. a way we can embrace ourselves in a bigger way? Huh. And they do it in such a gentle and non-preachy way. But I knew right away, I said, of course Ruth wanted me to see this. Right <laughs> in the very beginning of the movie, he's just so angry because he's so scared that he's yes. going to be found insufficient, you know? Yes. And he's so lovable, even though he is yes. jealous and angry. That's the beauty of it. He's not a bad guy for being jealous. No. And he's the leader. I mean, yes. everybody looks up to Woody because That's he's right. Andy's favorite. That's up right. Until Buzz comes along. That's right. And Buzz couldn't be a better character. I just oh, yeah. loved him. I loved Buzz. Yeah. Uh, he is so singular. And yeah. And his, his flaw is that adorable. he believes his own box. He believes his own <laughs> label. <laughs> he believes his own commercial. He uh, does. And then doesn't he at some point, doesn't he? Oh, he sees the TV commercial and he realizes yes. he's just a toy. Um, <laughs> he's not a space fighter. He's just a toy. <laughs> he has oh. delusions of grandeur. Yes, he does. And did you like the We Have Been Chosen? Oh, they were great. Little aliens <laughs> in the in the claw machine. Yes. Oh, claw. The claw. <laughs> that was religion in a nutshell. It's we true. We see something, we don't understand it. <laughs> 
but it looks powerful. So we're going to worship it because we want it to be kind to us. Yes. And we'll even make up a story that when it takes us, basically it's when we die, we're going to a better place because that's much easier to handle than if we die, we just die. You know? Yes, because we we're have been chosen. We're going to our nirvana. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, yeah. that alone was so great. I love that subplot. The whole thing holds together so beautifully mm -hmm. and they do it again in the second one and, and the third one. And I haven't seen the fourth one. The third one, yeah. like I said, deals with the idea of dying oh, as yeah. a, as a toy of, oh. of no longer existing as a toy, not just oh, going right. from, you know, one person to a yard sale to mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I think wow. that all of them are really profound in their own way because yeah. they deal with identity. Right. I mean, what is our identity if, yeah. unless it's the people who love us? Yeah. yeah. I did want to mention two things that I saw. One was this very special show that's on Hulu called In and of Itself. Oh yeah, I've heard and all about it. It is so worth watching. I mean, it's, it's beyond worth watching. It is something that really has to be experienced because it's so special. It's storytelling mixed with magic, it isn't a magic show. It's really a show about how we are perceived and how we perceive ourselves mm -hmm. and how we perceive others and how the way that we perceive ourselves has a profound effect on how we look at other people. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so... Oh, that sounds great. It's right up your alley because the yeah. storytelling is the biggest part of it. And it's mesmerizing. It's just mesmerizing. He is so deep and everything is unexpected. All of it wow. is unexpected. So if you have Hulu or if you don't, yeah. it's worth just running it for a month just to be able to see it. No, I might trade out my great... Oh, I have one more great courses I have to look at on singing. But once I'm done with that, I can cancel that. And that'll open up a little... <laughs> A little window for a me window. to get Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay good. Yeah. good. I, I don't know anything else to recommend on Hulu. Oh, I did love Palm Springs, that movie that oh, yeah. I saw with Andy Samberg. Right. That was really, really good. But beyond that, I'm not very well versed in what's yeah, on Hulu. I haven't watched a lot lately. Did you see Call My Agent yet? I love Call My Agent. Everyone I talk to loves it. I got to watch it. Oh, you've got to watch it. It's so yeah. French. I know it's French to boot. Yeah, I definitely have to. Well, I got sidetracked with Fran Lebowitz for a while, but I'm done with her. Oh, by the way, she's going to be speaking at an event at USC in March. I forget the exact date, but I don't know if you're a big fan of hers, but I, I love her. And uh, Is it a Zoom event? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's Zoom-like. I think it might be a different platform, but it's a computer-based platform. And yeah, I think if you just Google USC Fran Lebowitz event, you'll see it. When you sign up for it, they ask, are you a student? No. Are you faculty? But they have a last category is community or general public. And so we're allowed to go. I imagine it's not free. No, it is free. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. I will definitely sign up then. I wish I knew the date. Absolutely. It's terrible to announce it and not have the date, but uh, well, it's, it's coming in March. In March. Right. Yeah. I got sidetracked. I was going to tell you what I have seen lately this week also that I love is on PBS, on the PBS On Demand sort of. Oh, right. It's called Your Inner Fish. It's a documentary. I think there's just a few episodes. I'm in the third one and I'm afraid it may be the last one. It's this guy, he's so likable. You know, when you find someone who loves what they do so much that suddenly you love it too. Yeah, you know, because they, they convey their enthusiasm for it. He's, he's like one of those guys. And he's an anatomist. He's a scientist of the human anatomy, but he studies the evolution of the anatomy and how we are related to fish 
from billions of years ago and how our DNA does similar things that it did for the fish a long time ago. But of course, evolution happened and a fish finally decided it needed to get up onto land and it pushed itself up. And over millions and millions of years, it developed an ability to be part on land and then go back into the water. Anyway, he shows you how our body, our very body, the way our fingers are formed, the way our hand works, the way our ears work, the way our brain functions, they have these similarities, identities really, to the same process in all these animals. So it's more than just, oh, we evolved. It's more than just Darwin. It's about how the way our bodies work, the way our DNA forms us is still very much the same as these ancient, ancient other life forms that came before us. It's fascinating. And did you know that mammals would not probably exist if it hadn't been for the extinction of the dinosaur? Because because the dinosaurs would have eaten them all. If well, they, they weren't dominant. They were There were a few little species that were living in burrows under the earth, but there weren't very many of them. And because they couldn't go above the earth because the dinosaurs would eat them. But yeah. when the, whatever the meteor hit or whatever happened, the climate uh-huh. thing, that opened up room for these little creatures that were similar to mice, but much less evolved. That opened up room for them to come above ground and start looking for food above ground it's it's just fascinating but I think what's really you learn a lot but in the end what's so appealing about it is you catch this guy's contagious thrill about how these processes work in our bodies yeah it reminds me of Wendy the nun and her art lectures similar Similar. Yes, I will have to look into that. I'm not sure if I can get PBS, but I'll try. I'll yeah, try. I get it I now love on stuff my like Fire Stick. Oh, but do you have you have Amazon Fire? Uh huh. Oh, you should be yeah. able to get it. Do a search Great. for the app, the PBS app. The one last thing that I wanted to talk about is this documentary that you would love. It's called The Lady in the Dale. And it's about a man who was a flim flam artist, basically. And his cons got bigger and bigger and bigger until he was on the lamb. He had a family of five children. They would be in the car on their way to another location in 10 minutes of knowing that the jig was up. This man decided that he was transgender or he realized that he was transgender. Mm -hmm. And probably it made it more difficult for the heat to be put on him because he changed his identity in all ways, his name, his physical appearance, everything. He was in the process of having um, bottom surgery when he was, um, well, there's a lot that goes on. Mm. Let me just say that he honed in on this inventor whose name was Dale something, who had invented a three-wheel car. It was a very aerodynamic body, but mm-hmm. the back wheel was powered by a motorcycle engine. <laughs> it was very flimsy, and yet it became like the Prius. It was this thing that everybody wanted because it came out during the gas crisis. Oh, okay. And all anybody had were cars that got 10 miles to the gallon, and this promised to get 70 miles to the gallon. Right. It was all a scam, but the way that it gets there is so great and stylish and it's partly animated and it's just really fascinating. It's it's a look at what a person who has this mentality, it really is so much like Trump, hmm. someone who's self-aggrandizing and is willing to lie and fabricate and push their agenda any way they can because basically what they want is power. 
And the whole program is really, really worth watching. It took place in Los Angeles. So the Dale Carr, the showroom was on Ventura Boulevard in Encino. Okay. Do you remember someone named, I want to say his name was Eric Carlson. He was a newsman for ABC News. He did the local news, but he is actually also Tucker Carlson's father. Oh my God. Exactly. I just threw up in my mouth a little. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but he's a newsman who just smelled a rat in this story and went after it and after it and after it. And it's a great tale. Wow. Oh, that sounds great. I'll I'll watch that. I've got to get Hulu and watch in and of itself. You have and to watch anything that Stephen Colbert is attached to is good by me. Right. Stephen Colbert is a, is a producer. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. He fell in love with the project. Yeah. When he's... Derek Del Guadio, I believe, is, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but he's the artist involved. And he was a guest on Colbert because oh, okay. this program, which I had seen off Broadway. I'd seen it live and the film version is as good as the stage version, which Uh, never happens. And it was directed by Frank Oz. Shall we say goodbye to our boomers? Let's conclude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, goodbye boomers. It's been great. By the time you hear this, the impeachment trial will probably be over. So it'll be an interesting week. Very true. Very true. And we're just hoping that you actually get to hear this. Oh, yes. (laughs) That we actually have a podcast from now on. There we go. Boomers for looking out for us and finding us again. Yeah. And we'll talk to you in in a week. week. Bye, boomers. Bye, Bye. Stay safe.